Life stories hardly ever tell the truth about anyone. How can they? A life story of ten volumes is still a precy. To record all my thoughts from this Sunday morning alone, I would require twenty pages. Today, I walked along Park Street with Robert, and every glance recalled something of St. Kilda fifty years ago when I first came here from Poland. The human mind is like. Well, like what? Like a chaotic archive, a million scraps of paper stored in heaps, with no system, no chronology, no index, nothing remotely like a catalogue, bills and bank statements living cheek by jowl with love letters, and somewhere in the midst of it all, a petrified cheese sandwich, forgotten years ago after a single bite. Did I have a sense of foreboding? How can I answer that? Yes, of course I did. Jews are born with a sense of foreboding. Is this news? Is this the stuff of literature? I could say, Robert, children as young as I was were hanged by their neighbors in many Polish towns, in my town, Lwów, Little Vienna as it was known. Yes, there was a great deal of foreboding. What now? A crowd of cyclists, adults and children, have stormed the cafe, all of them dressed in close-fitting outfits covered in advertisements. The mothers and fathers are in their mid-thirties. Their children are mostly five or six years old. It's a ritual, I suppose. Instead of dressing the children for church on Sunday morning, their parents dress them for cycling and the cafe. When I first came to Australia, only postmen and schoolchildren rode bicycles. Now, the bicycling bourgeois are everywhere. Exercising has become religious observance. Robert is ready to return to the themes. If I won't talk about murder, maybe I will talk about Jan. Tell me about your relationship with Jan, Vera. It wasn't, well, it was not an exclusive relationship, as I understand. That's right, isn't it? You mean, did I sleep with other men? Yes. Of course. That would have been unusual, particularly in Australia. Everything was unusual in Australia in the 1950s. Pressfurst was unusual, let alone Carduni or Zracci. If you asked in a shop for Pressfurst, they thought you were a communist. And you were a communist, ironically. No, Robert, I was a bohemian, not a communist. Yes, you told me earlier. I'm sorry. I heard bohemian defined one time as a man who wears a dressing gown at midday and sleeps with his niece. Is that so? Well, maybe. Incidentally, I had an uncle who wanted to sleep with me, but he was no bohemian. I say wanted to sleep with me, but what I mean is that he tried to rape me. Dear God, I have experienced everything. My father took his own life. I watched him die. My mother resorted to a sort of voluntary rape, giving herself to my uncle in return for concealment in an apartment outside the ghetto on the Aryan side of Lvov, 
when the ghetto itself was about to be liquidated and the last of the occupants gassed. Later, she bought our survival by sleeping with a Russian general. Those less fastidious than my mother died. Less fastidious, less beautiful. I can sit here with Robert enjoying a cigarette and a coffee because of my mother's good looks and practical approach to fucking. That's what I brought to Australia all those years ago. I and thousands of others. A first-hand experience of what the world could be. What people could do. What survival involved. What mattered and what didn't. And also what Pressvorst tasted like. When you know what people can do, at their worst, you know forever what's important and what's bullshit. You know what life tastes like. Not just Pressvorst.